0: Taking your emails and taking your calls. Ignorant and uninformed. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Ignorant and Uninformed, America's favorite podcast. Favorite. (laughs) Favorite, favorite, favorite. We're coming to you from beautiful Keystone, Colorado, here in Consensual Studios at 545 Productions. Consensual. It's Ignorant and Uninformed. It's your podcast where we take your topics and talk about them unedited for 30 minutes. Of sweet, it. sweet goodness all up in your face. Yes. I'm joined in the studio as always with one of our hosts, Mr. Max Sarakistan Sarak. Oh, we're making sweet, sweet podcast magic. Sweet podcast magic. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I am Ben Hollywood Whitmore. Normally we're joined by Mr. Benji Pickens. He's out of the studio today, so it's just Maximus and Maximus and Benjaminus. <laughs> Benjamin Benjaminus. Ben-
1: the witness. <laughs> uh, yes. Ben Hollywood Whitmore. And we're, yes. we're here, we're going to take your
0: topics. Max, tell him. Tell them, tell them why they're important.
1: You guys are important because I am actually holding in my hands uh, a big, beautiful bowl of topics that you guys have all sent in, uh, which is actually kind of amazing uh, and great. So thank you. Please what keep nice. them coming. Uh, questions make the best topics, and we are so grateful that we send you a free t-shirt every time you guys send us a topic and we record an episode and release it. You guys get a t-shirt. So yeah. please keep them coming. Uh, You can twank us on the Twitters at Ig and Un, and Ben will put the topic in the bowl via the feed. You can email us, topics at ignorantanduninformed.com. You can click the topics button on the website after you have streamed and listened to all 222 episodes. Uh, Or you can uh, hit us up on the Facebooks, message the show, become a friend of the show, and uh, get us your topic that way. Get your T-shirt, be the coolest kid you know. Done. Yeah. I'm already the coolest kid I know. Ben, right. you're the coolest kid I know. Thank you.
0: You're I welcome, I appreciate man. that. Absolutely. Are you just saying that? No. Is that just, because you're sitting here? Is that just a platitude? It's not a platitude. It's a word that came to my mind the other day, and I've used it as much as uh, I You
1: actually, up. in the conversation before we sat down in the studio, you used it. I said I said platitude. Yeah. All right. Platitudinous. Love. <laughs> L- LP? Who's that? I... I
0: don't know. <laughs> okay, it, it's it says it has a heart, and it looks like it says LP next. Ah, to it. it very it very well could be Lindsay. Lindsay Perry would Lindsay be my Perry. guess if okay. it's a heart. It says, "Is capitalism destroying humanity?" Ah, the topic today, with a nice a heart. light topic.
1: Aww. And it says. Love LP. I'm guessing that's is it probably
0: probably, probably is heart. Yeah, that might just be how she signs her name. Maybe it's I mean, not it, really like heart us. It could be. Whatever. Also, maybe something that our listeners don't know. You get your topic, and it goes on the wall in the studio. Also true. Yeah. So we're gonna decorate this whole studio it's... with extra sound insulation, which is the pieces <laughs> of paper that are your
1: topic. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, let nothing go to waste. Um, waste not, want not. No, sir. No, and it's looking good in here, man. We've got. Uh, we're getting some topics up there. Uh, so capitalism, ruining humanity, huh? Certainly. Western civilization, anyway. Destroying humanity. Although,
0: China's now a fully capitalist economy now, right?
1: Are they? I mean, like, I don't... I mean, they're
0: still a communist country.
1: But a capitalist economy. I mean, there's definitely... There's a little bit more... Lots and lots of growth. Um, I mean, I guess, what do you... Yes? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, next question. What, what's the big deal? Well,
0: I don't know. I you know I keep going back and forth about this. I think I think capitalism is is you know a lot of people it, it's a to a lot of people. I'm not saying this is right, but I'm saying to a lot of people it's a very uniquely American way of thinking. Okay. Um, or at least that we're the most ruthless of the capitalists when it okay. comes to making money, and I got to do for me. And I think that's ultimately my biggest problem with capitalism and the whole idea of it. Is is that there's no consideration for others? It's just, it's a very selfish method of by which to increase one's wealth and value.
1: Well, I would certainly, uh, I would absolutely agree, and I also think that, you know, capitalism is a system, right? right? And and it's tool. It's a very
0: broad system too. Right, I, we're, we're
1: kind of narrowing it down to this:
0: the capitalist mindset like robber barons is kind of in my mind is already what we're talking
1: about yeah no 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 but and that's there's so much more to it though right? but no i mean tell us there, all about it max i, I mean i don't know step all one. about it what i was gonna Capitalism. talk <laughs> step <laughs> two profit step three <laughs> question mark <laughs> what was what was on xander cruz's board with so the profit it was, cycle it's uh, like what is that <laughs> they're profits dan you're swimming in them swimming in them <laughs> and there'll be plenty for whore island whore Island. Uh, i think i just switched up to some archer there but anyway you um did. So no, my thought being that like he has Train Island. On, yes, it's Train the, Island in in, the, in, in Frisky, Dingo. Um, Frisky Dingo. People, right? It's people that yes, are. Yes, your little choo choos are <laughs> safe. Are the problem <laughs> <We're not> from <laughs>
0: Train Island?
1: Right, Stan. Stan is a great capitalist. The Stan perfect is a capitalist. example. capitalist. Like, yes. So I mean, I think it's the problem with capitalism is I think that it plays to our sin of greed, mm-hmm. right? And it's in its unchecked, and I think that's where the biggest problem comes in but i think to me capitalism is just the next logical evolutionary step of imperialism right because Mm -hmm. if you think of like going out and colonizing and taking over lands and you know taking their resources in order to grow feeding the fire so that you can then grow Mm -hmm. like it just seems like it's economic imperialism to me um sure which i don't think so what you were saying, by the nature of that, is not very good for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, right. It benefits
0: – I mean, do, does everyone benefit from a capitalist? No. System. Of course not. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just asking. It's a rhetorical – we have an audience, Max. i just – you and oh. I agree. Oh. I'm asking them. Oh. But now I can't hear your answers because you were talking over our <laughs> – just I. I don't
1: know. I'm sorry for talking over you. I'm audience. sorry for talking over the I audience. I didn't. I didn't mean to talk over you. Sometimes, audience.
0: sometimes I get in tune with them. Like even though they're not listening to this live, oh. like, I just I know what they're going to say. Oh, and I think I don't. Yeah. Know. So no, I take it. Send forty five ninety five. <laughs> ben Hollywood Whitmore for your mind reading podcasting technique.
1: Tape. You should record tape that. Cassettes. You should record those tape cassettes <laughs> I before people start in their minds You'll get
0: a set of my eight cassette tapes. <laughs> and in these double-sided. <laughs> double-sided. <laughs> what? A and a B, that's over 16 hours <laughs> of, of, of sweet, sweet of Hollywood. Learning how to read minds in advance. And from a, a distance. In the future. From, from a distance. <laughs> yes. That's actually the full title. This is, you know, it's got a series of subtitles. (laughs) It's the Hollywood way. How to read minds in in advance, in the future, at the same time, from From a distance. distance.
1: I feel like there's a lot of punctuation in there. There's a lot of of semicolons. There would be. I've got an
0: ampersand in there, too. There would be. Right. Right. I like it. You know, I like it. I guess so. I like it. Okay. So uh, this is, I'm a little ignorant and uninformed about. Cap, I feel I like I appreciate I have an your understanding honesty. what of capitalism and the idea of it. But I feel like I kept in parameters. I need some ideas about. Like I just yeah, need you to explain let's, it let's to go. me. Imagine that I didn't know what capitalism was, and imagine I was five, and imagine I don't know much in general, and just tell me, like I'm five, what capitalism is, Max.
1: Your, to your understanding? To my ignorant and uninformed understanding of capitalism. Yeah, we're not
0: economists here, guys. No,
1: it is the economic system that lets the market uh, rule, essentially. Um, right? So it's about privatizing pretty much everything. Okay. And letting the invisible hand, quote unquote, uh, regulate things, in that, um, you know, consumers will buy what they need. And if companies provide – if organizations provide those services, then they will prosper mm-hmm. and everybody wins? Question mark? I mean I think that's – That's like a, that's the, a better explanation than I could come up with.
0: That's like the root of it all. But the problem is – I mean I would say if you asked me what capitalism was, I would be like, well, supply and demand. <laughs> I mean that – which is, that, is a super oversimplification of it, but that – Right. To my understanding, that's kind of what it is. Those that can supply to meet the demand will prosper in a capitalist society. Rather than saying it's it's a it's a completely deregulated system, is it not? Like it, it is. Yes, un, it is certainly yes, yes. not federalized.
1: No, no, no. Government is, is the antithesis to
0: federalization.
1: Yes, precisely. Like it is the opposite of like you know. So it's capitalism, market. Yeah, is you know if you're gonna if you're gonna draw polarities and opposites like. Communism would be the, apo- the opposite, opposite of, of capitalism because the state, the government owns everything okay. and then dispenses it as it sees fit. Whereas in a capitalistic society, the government doesn't own anything, and it. I read this. Takes I read this takes care article itself. about
0: a man and a cow, and and how and it was explained basically all the different kinds of governments and systems and. Oh organizations through the idea of this man and this cow. And I believe capitalism was something like a man owns a cow. He sells the cow to buy more cows. Okay. Like. That sounds right. So, And then there was like communism and it was like the government takes the cow and gives everyone a small piece of the cow.
1: Yes. And I don't remember what any of the other ones were, but those. Yeah. yeah I would be curious what the divisions between like. Yeah.
0: Well, now. Now, I'm just giving you homework to work up, to look up in your videos for afterwards. Thanks, which buddy. I, which I enjoy doing. So sometimes I just find something completely <laughs> ridiculous for you to go wow. find. Thanks. I'm to glad like, I, I. I need I'm... you to look up the cow and the economy thing. That's what you need I'm to look up.
1: I'm glad that I know that now,
0: and the, it's all starting to make sense in hindsight. <laughs> it's all, it's all starting to make sense.
1: Yeah. And all the pieces
0: and are I just kind of. I was like, slowly. yeah, you know what? There was this book written in, like, I don't know, by a Russian author <laughs> who was, God, uh, he probably lived beard. sometime between. <laughs> You know, 1700 and, 1900, and he wrote a book about this thing with anyway. So
1: there's an interesting idea that I haven't read a lot about, but, but like it's... that's
0: my understanding of world economies. It comes down to cows. It's
1: about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think anyone really understands world economies, and I think if somebody is telling you they do, that they are lying to you because now, I took a macroeconomics systems...
0: course in college. Yeah, and I just because I needed a humanities. Sure. And I was like, sure, and I did not understand it. No, like the GDP stuff and the. I mean I get some of it but I remember the things we talked about I don't remember and I feel like I had a very great teacher actually a uh, uh, professor and and
1: are you going to make me look up his or her name No it's Anna Van Landingham Oh <laughs> look at you <laughs> was, Shout out to uh Anna Van, Anna Van, 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 Van Landingham yeah. what's
0: up? Macro econ class and, uh, yeah yeah Oh, it was actually it was an AP course in college, in uh, high school. Oh, okay. It was a college course, but it was you know it was AP class, so it's mm-hmm. so not really. As I recall, I barely passed that AP exam, but yeah, you know to get college credit for yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah. I got
1: <laughs> no. I'm aware.
0: <laughs> anyway, La- Miss Van Landingham, and she would draw this picture of her name. It was a it was a big like VW bus, Uh-huh. Landing. and and. Land it was like falling, and there was like a hand, like a pig down mm-hmm. in the It's like Van Landingham, mm-hmm. which I was like, oh, "That's funny." Anyway, uh, but yeah, it's like macroeconomic, and I think microeconomics made more sense to me because that's a little bit more like business applicable in my head. Like,
1: cause, well, yes. yeah,
0: because macroeconomics is like things on a global scale, and that's that's you're really talking about that invisible hand and GDP versus and. Um, what is it? GDP and uh, yeah, whatever it doesn't
1: matter. <laughs> and that other thing that they measure. well, there's the gross
0: domestic product, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's also like it, it. What comes to the? It's like the, what an individual basically their piece of the pie is. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. There's, uh, God, yeah, I can't it's remember. Just, it now. It's okay. Anyway, buddy.
0: economics was a tough course. That's why we call the for me, I had a I had a rough childhood. I was you know. I was I was raised on the the harsh streets of Longwood, Florida. Yeah. And
1: it was, it was it was a rough time. Yeah, man. I understand. That's okay. We don't have to go back to those dark yeah. days, Ben. It's all right. <laughs> we're we're here. It's it's a brighter future now. I guess so. Okay. Um, so, is it just dis- thoughts on a universal living wage? Jesus. I mean, it's like the most communist socialist idea out there. Right. Um and it's something that I've seen like written about, but I've never really like delved into it. But the idea that like you were just handed a check every year of X amount of dollars, the same as everybody else. Sure. Would that destroy
0: humanity? That's the, kind of the opposite of capitalism. Uh, it's – yes. Right? It's very – it's – because basically you got to – I mean provi- – I don't know. I would rather have – instead of a ch- – I would rather have a, li- a, 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 a list of services that was given to me See, every year. that's socialist. Right. Right. But I wouldn't. I don't want to check necessarily. I don't like. Okay. Know, okay. Everyone now gets you know twenty grand from the government every year. Like mm-hmm. no, I'd rather have twenty grand worth of medical care, and and roads and mm-hmm. free public education mm-hmm. than. I would rather know that I could you know spend a port put a portion of my income away, to to pay the government to send my kid to school. You know what I mean.
1: Okay. Okay. No, I mean I that am. Of the opinion. I guess I'm a little – that's a little socialist of me, isn't it? That's okay. I don't – see, what I think is funny is – and what I've realized during this – It's not this, a bad word, I don't think. Exactly. It, to our generation, but if no. you were to talk to the older generation, our parents' generation, or anyone older, like, that is such a trend mean the people who
0: are benefiting from Social Security, which is a socialist program?
1: Yes, those God. people. Um, but also, I mean – Old a... people
0: listening to this show, you <laughs> suck.
1: <laughs> don't, no, you don't <laughs> suck. You, you just don't have like, trigger you. words for the Red Scare and all sorts of Cold it's true. War stuff. It's that true. These are the also the same people who enemy. hid
0: under their desk to hide from
1: nuclear bombs. So mm-hmm. maybe, maybe mm-hmm. the
0: people in charge weren't exactly thinking through so this. That's early that's on. just
1: it. I mean I don't think capitalism on paper I think is fine. I think capitalism in practice is is tricky because then you get the human element and we by nature are imperfect. Mm-hmm. Um like, we don't behave as economists say we will because we're not purely rational. Like, we have these emotional ties and systems, and that's how we make decisions. And, you know, once we... We have gut feelings. Well, yeah, we have gut feelings, and we have... Nobody likes to give up things. Like, I mean, do you enjoy paying your taxes? I, I like filing my taxes. Oh, okay. But I'm really good at it. Oh, okay, Interesting.
0: I like it. It's like a game. Okay. It's like the ultimate game. Okay. But what is the goal of the game? To get money back. Right. Exactly. Like, <laughs> to get more money. I guess so.
1: <laughs> to be like, I, the government takes my fair share. I had to get, get, get sure. the rest of it back. Sure. And so to me, that's where I see it going wrong. Like, you know, okay. is because we are, we are flawed. Um, in the sense that like we yeah. are greedy and once you know there's the whole hedonic treadmill and like you know once you're on that pathway of achievement like you have to keep climbing or else there's no like you don't find satisfaction and the way that we define success versus satisfaction and what those two words mean. And, Interesting. I mean, so I think there's. All right, back up and explain a little more about this treadmill. It so, sounds it sounds exhausting. The, it is it is completely <laughs> exhausting. That's the whole point. The do I have to get off the couch
0: because I'm not going. To. Yeah,
1: no, 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 no. All right, but it powers right. the TV. Um, damn it. So the hedonic treadmill is the idea that uh, we adapt quicker to things that feel good than we do to things that feel bad. So that the joy you get. From say, earning forty thousand dollars a year, when you were when you get a big raise, say you get a ten thousand dollar raise right from thirty to forty, and uh, so that feels really good for a little bit of time, and then we get used to it mm-hmm. and so then, to get that same good feeling, you need then not to get a ten thousand dollar raise, but you need to get like a twelve thousand dollar raise. Right. And so right. Then like if
0: we're quantifying it. Precisely. Percentages. Then, precisely. Right? Okay.
1: That's so that like, so that so is the exponential. Idea. Yes. And that is the idea of the treadmill. And part of this comes into the fact that like, there's also, um, it's like you take a little bit of heroin,
0: you feel pretty good. Then you got to take a lot of heroin later on once you've built up a tolerance. tolerance. So we have a tolerance to happiness is what you're saying.
1: Yes. We have an adaptive tolerance to happiness, like adaptation once like one of the best features of of what we as humans are capable of. It's allowed us to get here, but now the threats aren't as pervasive.
0: Is is this like hedonic, like hedonism?
1: Yeah, hedonic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's where it comes from. That was always my guess. Um, But now that things are pretty good, like we adapt to how good things are. It's why we take things for granted. Um, I mean, we live in a spectacularly gorgeous place, but I am willing to bet there have been days when you have woken up and you just realize it for the first time in what feels like a while. Like, holy shit, man, these mountains are gorgeous, right? Or you know, we take we take loved ones for granted, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Then, um, then when they're not there, yeah, you feel it when they're gone. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. And so, like, that is the dark side of adaptation. I Sure. Think. Okay. Um, so when you've got these pressures to achieve and grow, like you need to continually fuel that fire. Right. Okay. I get it. So I think part I a, of... I had a follow-up and I forgot. Sorry.
0: All right. That's why um, I think part of it I'm happy I am. Yeah. no, I'm not <laughs>
1: I'm so I sad. was happy <laughs> until on. this show. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. I was happy until you
0: pointed it out to how miserable. unhappy I was. Mm-hmm. And now I'm unhappy. Yeah. You're now welcome. Now
1: I'm angry and now I'm voting for Donald Trump. You're welcome. So I'm glad you brought up politics because this yeah! is actually an idea that I have been tossing around for my, for my column this month is the idea that there's no difference between Republicans and Democrats like mm. they are two sides of the same coin. And that coin is the business party. Um,
0: it's very interesting. Uh,
1: well, well, yeah. And and unfortunately, it's to the topic and unfortunately, um, you know, there's so much divisive language and so much hate towards the opposition. Um, the other man. Yeah, exactly. That it, like it's really turning a blind eye to the real problems, which is the fact that. That money runs our government um, and that wealth has been consolidated by government policies to support more wealth. There's a the great – Billionaire
0: class <laughs> has
1: been <laughs> stealing from the <laughs> common poor man yeah. for a years. Totally, totally. Of which, of which Trump is part of. Um, and then like there's a great documentary on Netflix uh, that's morbidly sad, but it's a Noam Chomsky. Uh, documentary talking about the Requiem for the American Dream, and it's very enlightening and depressing at the same time. It's all about this, and I mean he's got, he, he, in the first 30 minutes, he he gives you evidence of how both Republican and Democratic policies and governments have uh, done things in the name of business, that business is what runs our country. Capitalism is what runs our country. Uh, um, well, yes. Okay. And like any living organism, which corporations are people, right? We we have that law. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they just want to grow and do what's right for them. And procreate. Make little corporations. Right. Exactly. That so they can see grow into to bigger
0: corporations. Right.
1: And get married and have their own corporations yeah. one day.
0: I'm not putting it through
1: college. No. Mm-mm. No, so you, you got to go take out, out and loans get a trade for job. that shit. Yeah, you get your own loans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. But uh, – so that's what kind of drives me crazy is yeah. that the the in i mean the fact that there are two choices in our election well here's here's my
0: biggest problem with this whole thing, and we're just going to get we're we're going to get off topic a little bit the yes, our political system is broken the two party yes. system which we've been warned about for centuries by our first president. George Washington wrote in his farewell address, he said, Don't don't do that. He said he said, Two parties? That's stupid. That's a dumb idea. Yes. It, it is. It's, it's terrible. a terrible idea. I really wish we could just do away with the whole thing. Like you can't run on a party ticket. Like you can't but because of the way things
1: work, of course, we have to. We're stuck with but this. But no, we don't. See, that's the problem, is that we think we're stuck what, with this because we options? can't imagine any other options. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, I would I just I just okay, here's here's what we need to do. And this is the thing that – Fix it, me Ben.
1: Fix it. Fix thing. government. Fix government right, <laughs> right here, now. right now. Right now. How much time do we have?
0: We have uh, about seven That's minutes That's plenty, plenty of time. Let's hear it. plenty of time. So my biggest problem with people that are like, well my, – my problem with third – I have a problem with third-party candidates in the presidential election at the moment because our system is completely broken. We're literally – all we have is the, the people that – because people vote along party lines and our senate is our our house of representatives is split along party lines and it shouldn't be like that it shouldn't be half and half it shouldn't be like we're winning by two representatives so now republicans hold sway in the government it should be either it should be partyless or it should it should be multiple many many and varied parties that you don't know so you don't know which way it's going to – and so you say, OK, so let me back up. So the problem with third-party candidates in a presidential election is that they take away the intelligent voter, the, the, the informed voter who is so informed that they realize that both of these parties are fucked. So then they're going to vote for this third-party candidate who has no backing, who has no – form of clout and nine times out of ten has no experience in the political arena because they've run on an independent ticket. Jill Stein, great example, has no political experience. I have no idea who Jill
1: and so Stein she's is. She's running
0: the, the Green Party. She's oh, a okay. Green Party candidate. Okay. And then there's Gary Johnson, who's running on the Libertarian ticket. Yeah. Um, he was at has, least a governor. He was at least a governor. So thank God he has some kind of political <laughs> experience. I mean, he has experience. executive experience,
1: arguably more than Trump.
0: Right. Well... Um, I mean, executive experience maybe not, but as, in government, as an executive of the government, certainly. Right. But this so well that's the thing. They're like, do you remember eight years ago when people were like, oh, President Ob- the Republicans were were spitting at Obama because he had no, he's only been a senator for one term, he has no political experience, blah you, blah blah.
1: Did you watch the John Stewart thing where he took over Colbert? Oh, you should if you haven't oh, seen I haven't, it. I saw okay. part
0: of it. Okay. Did he talk about he, that?
1: He goes in. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just you know, it's him being John Stewart. So he's what? writing up all the things that Hannity said about.
0: Yeah, about him having like, yeah. and they're like, and yet now they you swallowed those words. Okay, so here, so the whole thing about third parties is that they they try to pass themselves off as grassroots movements. That that, that this is a this is a new, you know, homegrown. You know We're coming out – but why, 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 why in the world does any intelligent human being think that voting – that that movement can start at the top? What, what in the world – why would the highest office in our country go to a party who has no representation in the Senate, no representation in the House of Representatives, no representation in local governments, state governments? That's what I want to see. Like that's, that's where it needs to start. It needs to start on a local level. Don't elect a Republican. Don't elect a Democrat to your state legislature or even your city council. Like, don't vote for those people. Vote in the third-party candidates. Vote in the unaffiliated candidates. Let them make their own decisions for their constituency and not for the lines of their party. Sure. Start a grassroots movement from the bottom, from the ground, from the grassroots of this thing. You can't just expect a Ross Perot to show up and buy an election like – which well, he did unsuccessfully. He tried to. He certainly tried. But and he had and he had the best chance. But he's the reason that that the Democrat lost that year because a lot of un, a lot of disenfranchised Democrats and a lot of disenfranchised Republicans who tend to be the more informed voters, to be quite honest, because they're paying attention, they don't just blindly vote along party lines. Those are the people who go to the third party candidate, and those are the people who throw the election. Ross Perot took three percent away from the election, and he and Bill Clinton, Gore. Gore, Al Gore would have won had those 3 that 3% gone to Al Gore. Sure, theoretically. Anyway, it just it pisses me off, yeah, that like the only important election is the president election is a presidential election and that that that's where they think the third party change is going to come from. Like it's not going to start there. Get an indi- get a Green Party governor, get a libertarian governor, get several, get a senator, Eight senators. I don't care. And then maybe you have a shot. Once you have a voice in our government, you can't start with the loudest voice. You have to. It, you have to gain a
1: collective. Anyway, pisses okay. me
0: the fuck off. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, dude. Fucking preach, brother. You're good. I mean, I think that makes a very. I think you made a very good point, and uh I definitely. Yeah, I don't disagree with you by yeah. by any means. And I think that's a good. It's a good voice to put out there. Absolutely. uh The thing that strikes me. So in
0: in this election, I'm just going back to this. So, like, right now, all these people who are like, never Hillary, never Trump, I'm going to vote for fucking Gary Johnston. Mm -hmm. Johnston? Johnson. 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 And anyway, he's, like, (sighs) he's a great guy. I would vote for him. But I'm going to vote for Hillary because I'm really against Donald Trump being president. And I don't think that as an intelligent, informed voter, I can't use my vote to to vote for someone who has literally no chance of winning, but still could. And I, I'm, I'm saying rather than fuck the country completely, I'm going to vote for Hillary. Yes. There's problems with Hillary Clinton. I get it. And I'm getting, I'm getting really political and preachy in this episode. I'm so sorry. We're talking about capitalism here, (laughs) which is basically what we do in, in, in the United States. So anyway, you can't, you can't start a change from the top. You can't, you can't just vote. Not everyone's going to show up and vote for Gary Johnson. He's going to beat both of them. That's impossible. He's only detracting votes from, well, mainly Hillary Clinton and some some dis, you know some Republicans who are pissed off at Trump, but not enough. There's just not enough, and and you can't you can't do that. So, I think Trump would be one of the worst things our country could possibly do to elect Trump for president mm-hmm. because. Despite the fact – I mean regardless of the fact that he has no political experience in any form of government, in any – like he's been a businessman. But you know what? As a businessman in in a capitalist society, if one of your businesses fails, you can just start another one. You can declare bankruptcy and start over. You can't do that with the United States government, guys. You really can't. What makes you think that his four successful ventures as opposed to his 15 failed ones – where where's the U S where's your government going to fall in that in in that line? You don't want it to fall to the other side, and his record doesn't speak for itself. Mm-hmm. Even if he does run our country like a fucking business, which a lot of people argue I mean, about it already is about right? capitalism, right? capitalism <laughs> uh, right? But I'm just saying, you only get one shot at this, and and he, four years is more than enough time to fuck up our country forever.
1: It um... just saying. You know so I I mean I think there's a lot of interesting things that that you have just said. <laughs> I'm getting off my soapbox um, now. I'm done. done. Are done. you? We'll see. Uh Well, we're out of time. So yes, oh, I am. Well, okay, never mind. Well, then I have no counterpoints to make. Do you, do you, fuck okay. that. All um right. we can continue this I will uh I will say this in in the closing. Are we done? Are we out of time? Are we overtime? Do No, you, keep going. We're we're at 30 uh, minutes. Anyway, um I will say that I have never seen an election cycle where more people were choosing to vote for who they're voting for based on fear of who the other person is. And yeah. I think that is a terrible way to make choices, Absolutely. whether for yourself or for your nation. And while I agree that like there, the chances of a third-party candidate actually winning are completely astronomical and ridiculous, um, as long as we feel there are only two choices – this is going to keep happening, and regardless if Trump gets elected or not, his supporters will, are not going to go away. Like if Hillary takes office, so like the next candidate could be even worse, you know. And like because those those fears and what he what he is latched onto and what has support in this country is I mean that's real and it's terrifying. It's frightening, yeah. Yeah. So then like regardless of who wins this used cars salesman contest, as Benji would say, right. um, that shit's not going to go away.
0: Yeah, no, I I I think you're right. And and here's okay, let me let me Yeah, you get the one last, word. last thing. Yeah, 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 you do it. One I, I'm, gonna, I'm not going I'm not going to say this. I <laughs> I'm not going to get on a soapbox again, I promise. But <laughs> I think if you want to vote for Gary Johnson, if you want to vote for Jill Stein, vote for them. Absolutely vote for them. If you feel that you are morally that, that your moral compass is is saying that I can't in good conscience vote for Donald Trump and I can't in good conscience vote for Hillary Clinton vote for that person. And if, and if, and stand by it, that's fine. That's absolutely great. But just know that the change that you're voting for is not going to happen this time around. Oh, probably but not stand in by, your, by your convictions. If you, if you feel strongly enough, absolutely stand by your convictions to vote for someone because you can't vote for the other people vote for someone that you believe in because your vote does count for that person and you you can then go out into your community and your people and say yes no i i didn't vote for these people i voted for Jill Stein but and that's great she's a she'd be a great president i think she would be fine other than the fact she's never held a public office ever just saying she held a city legislature position once for one term just saying jill St- <laughs> i'm off my sofa now but she's fine but I'm she's fine. fine but i'm just saying if you if you have those kind of convictions uh, uh, away from the other parties. I think you should totally do that but you have to understand that you have to understand what what you're voting for and why mm-hmm. and, and and stand by that. But I don't understand this whole like I didn't vote for that person so therefore they're not my president kind of thing. Like, they're still going to hold the highest office in the land, and you just have to deal with that shit.
1: Watch, watch that Noam Chomsky documentary. He makes all sorts of very interesting points about the anti-American, anti-something attitude and how that's usually a uh, facet of totalitarian governance. Yeah. I, well, I, I – yeah. I'm just going to say I don't I just, like the two-party system. Say-
0: the two-party system is broken. It's broken. Mm-hmm. But we have to we have to take a – Long hard look at our country, at our at the way we have things, and we need to figure out how to fix it. But we need to figure out what's going to break it the least right now. That that's my that's my stance, and that's my final uh, word.
1: Got to break a couple of eggs, make it out an done. omelet, homie. I guess so. All right, let's get out of here.
0: All right, hey, thanks time. for downloading and listening to <laughs> Uninformed Max and I. Very uh, you know virulent response to to this question. I was on my soapbox for a long time. It's good. Hey, make sure you download, send send, the, uh, send your topics to topics at ignorantuninformed.com. Check out all the podcasts at ignorantuninformed.com. You can twank us on the Twitter at IGNUN. You can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash uninformed. Or you can stop by and drop one in the bowl. <coughs> Boom. We'll be back next week. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. The hot-ass freshness. I'll open your grill. Peace off.